Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Jim Hoven with Ramos Law. We are excited for this episode of the Ramos Law's Difference Makers podcast because I am going into a subject that everyone wants to know about, whether you're in law, whether you're in medicine, whether you're uh, working construction, doesn't matter. You want to be part of the, the fitness revolution, so to speak, or at least you want to be healthy and you want to do well. So today I have a guest who I've known for several years, and this guy is a wealth of knowledge, far more than I can get out on one single episode, but he's going to share some basics between the connection of uh, the mind and the body when it comes to being healthy. He's also going to share some specific movements, some information, some resources that you can use so that no matter where you are in your fitness journey, you're going to be able to get better, get stronger, get fitter. And uh, this is this is a must listen to. In fact, once you're done, you'll probably have questions that you want to reach out to my honored guest, Will Emerson. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing your comments. Hey, Will. How's it going, Jim? Good, Good man. You. Listen, I am excited for this show. We've talked so many times, and and I know we've known each other for a lot of years now. And so yeah. I want to I want to welcome you to our show and uh, to kind of prep the audience for who will be listening because we got people from obviously all over the country and and hopefully even farther that are listening. I want to give them just a little intro of what we're going to talk about today. Cool, that's awesome. So for those of you who have never met uh, my friend Will Emerson, he is quite the guy in uh, that he is a personal trainer and he's also one that does it with a what I would call a sense of soul. And um, it's not just about the exercise, it's about the movement behind it. It's about the the attitude that you have and the way it impacts your life. And so it's, uh, it's really a pleasure for me, Will, to have you on. I know, again, you and I have had countless conversations about all things movement and life. And so the chance to yeah. get a message out for someone who's really making a difference in people's lives in the community. It's, it's really an honor for me to have you. Well, thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. I'm, and I'm happy to be here. By the way, it's an awesome tie. <laughs> All right. We're coming right. We're, we're yeah. coming right to that. <laughs> exactly. So Jumping for those right of you it. who can see the, the podcast, here you go. Check it out. YouTube. It's all good. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are on, on the radio, Will says it's good. So I'm going with it. That's so, right. hey, as we get started, Will, um, share with us, if you would, how did you first find this love and this passion or, or was it a love and a passion when you first started uh, this thing about exercise and training? How, how did you get into it? Wow. That's, uh, I'm going to go pretty far back. So um, before, you know, tri-sport athlete in high school, um, I was Which sports go, did you play? So I played football. Wrestling was my main sport and I ran track. Um, loved wrestling. I actually got recruited to wrestle, decided that uh, college sports wasn't really my forte kind of saw that it was going to overtake my life. Maybe a small regret. We're going to move on from that. Though. <laughs> Let's move on. From that. Uh, so after that, you know, consistently staying fit, working out, got to a point where I didn't really know where my fitness was going to take me. And I was driving semis for a really long time, ended up with back injuries, shoulder injuries. And I, you know, did the normal PT thing. I wasn't getting the really the information that I thought I needed. It helped, but it helped to only a point. I moved up to Aspen, moved up to the mountains, trained with a really good friend of mine. Um, he was a pro motocross racer at the time. And I, with my very limited knowledge, I was able to train him. He ended up coming back to me, telling me about how he was placing first in most of his races, how he was actually feeling more confident, feeling better. And I realized that that was my calling. I got certified under some general certification, got ace, so I get my foot in the door. 
I got to 24-Hour Fitness and actually met my previous business partner and fiance, Elise. She, Her current fiance, yeah, former business partner. Yeah, exactly. And, and Elise exactly. is a dynamo of energy. Yeah, and so see how that works and flows, I right? get it. Yeah. I get it. Yep. So she actually mentored me and introduced me to the world of movement. And within the world of movement, I actually saw more of a, if you will, a spiritual and mental connection to the body. So linking the body and the mind, something that we use when we first opened our business after six months of me being at 24 hour, realizing that the corporate world was not something I wanted to be a part of. Mm. Um, I realized that uh, we could actually link the body and the mind. So we said, free the body, free the mind. As we've been going down this road even farther, we've realized it's not linear. So sometimes we can free the mind and then free the body. So we actually now have been applying different techniques of how do we actually utilize this vessel this body of ours to improve our consciousness, our mental state, our stress levels, and actually improve our entire way of life. Wow. Rather than just this. So, so we're going down the rabbit hole quick. So, yeah, so they're quick. L- listen, before we even go down that, I, our audience may be going like, holy cow, what's yeah, happening? So yeah. I'm going to take a step back. I, I actually didn't know this is something that even though we've been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Uh, a very avid wrestler. Tell me yes. the key elements of wrestling. Was that part of your injury issues that led into the semi-driving thing? And what did you learn from wrestling as a sport? Because I know it's incredibly rigorous, incredibly mm-hmm. disciplined. Mm-hmm. Did you learn some good and 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 maybe not so good lessons from that part of your early life? Uh, t- best lesson I learned was that I was a poor loser. So I didn't oh. like to lose, which actually was a big driving factor of where I'm at today, right? Um, helped me to realize that if I worked for it and I put my head down and I was the hardest working one on the team, I always came out on top. So that was always something that it taught me. It also taught me to keep pushing forward and also that I can't just turn off. I can't just use 100% of my physical self to win a match. It was actually had to be more of a chess match. I had to be be aware as well as being incredibly tired and also strong with that. Um, it was one of the best things that my coach gave me is he told me, I grew up in Hawaii and he uh, told me that the conditioning was on my own. So we would learn technique, we would roll on the mat, and if anything extra needed to happen, it was on us. For a while, I was the only one, right? And once the team saw my discipline, they saw that I was winning all my matches. They saw that I was the first guy in my town to go to states in 30 years, actually. They started following me the next year. So then it was the entire team gathering around me, which I didn't tell anybody they had to do it. But what I realized is that you lead by example, right? Wow. Just lead by telling people what to do. I love that. So so now I got to fast forward. I used to, we were on a state championship winning football team my junior year. Awesome. When I was in Little League, we always won the championship. So I didn't know much about losing. Mm-hmm. And to hear you say that you were a poor loser and that you won all your matches, no one's undefeated forever. That's so right. I, I'm interested to see from your perspective, um, how did what did losing teach you? Because at the end of the day, yeah. we have to learn to be good losers. And what I, what I mean by that is when you lose, you learn. Yep. And so you don't really ever lose, right? right? You may not That's get right. a quote unquote title or a win, but at the same time you won because now you can be better. Did, did you experience that? I did actually. So what my wrestling team realized is that after I lose, and this is where I got like the, the poor loser kind of label on me, but what my wrestling team realized was that they 
couldn't really talk to me after a match that I had lost. And the reason why was because I was very silent. I was away from the team. And the reason why I did that was because I would review the match. It wasn't poor me and, oh man, I can't believe I lost. It was, what did I do wrong? What were they doing right? What do I need to learn? And how do I get better at what I do? So it was a very kind of internal process that I would go through of, I know that I lost because of something that I did that either was a mistake or that I missed and that I needed to improve. So it was a review of my match and how I could actually do that. And one of the biggest things that it taught me was I needed to start using my legs. You know, I got every time I would lose, it was because I wasn't able to get a hook in or I wasn't able to sweep anybody with my own leg. And I realized that that was a huge practice of mine. So off season, I actually pulled my coach aside and we, he would actually wrestle with me on the beach. Everybody was giving us weird looks, but <laughs> it was definitely something that helped me to learn that drove me into my senior year. So That's beautiful. Yeah, it was very helpful. So now taking that forward into kind of the topic of our conversation, I think there's a rampant losing mentality among so many people right now in regards to their health, wellness, to go beyond health, but wellness and fitness. I would agree. And we see that by the scorecard. The mm -hmm. scorecard is how they live their lives, mm -hmm. right? What is their body fat percentage? What is their activity level? And to a certain extent, what is their happiness level? They've lost, and I think they're in kind of a, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do mentality. Um, I think there's so much to gain from that, Will. And I would love for you to share with people if it, what someone should look at or what they should look like if they're not where they want to be mm -hmm. in their physical portion, let's right. forget the mental side, you know, and the spiritual side for men, but just pure physically, mm -hmm. what do you look at if someone says, well, I don't know what to do? So if I'm looking at somebody that doesn't know what to do, honestly, and like I told you, we've, we've really come together on linking the body and the mind, right? One doesn't work without the other. So first question to that person is, what do you want, right? Force somebody to dig deep, really discover what is it that's giving you the misery that you're feeling, right? What do you feel like you're missing in your life? Once we can find that, once we can gather at least something at the very bottom line of surface level, then we can actually start moving forward, looking for somebody to achieve, not looking for somebody to get rid of something. So how do you differentiate that, what they're missing versus what they truly want? Because there's a distinction there. there and is. so, you know, you've mentioned both of them mm -hmm. in that last kind of section. What do you do there? So it's kind of the same, but we call it a towards and an away pattern. So an away pattern is the way that I'm thinking about something is I'm trying to get away from something. I'm trying to avoid something, which would be trying to avoid diabetes. I'm trying to avoid being obese. I'm trying to avoid pain, right? Rather than thinking in it from that way, because when we think about the negative things, we tend to get more of the same, right? So rather than using that as the charger, we use the towards patterns of the charger. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to hike my first 14er. I'm going to enjoy a salad for my first time. I'm going to eat different kinds of foods. Those things I can actually obtain. Those things are fun for me to actually go and get, right? So while we use the away pattern as, yes, remember what you're running away from, don't let that charge you up. What's going to charge you up are the things that you're actually going to get the things that you're going to receive. So those are the things that we're looking for people. And a lot of times what I've noticed is as I'm interviewing person to person, talking to current members, new members, clients, is that we are as a society, very headstrong on the things that we don't like, the things that are, we are missing from our lives, the things that we don't have. And we don't think about the things that we actually want. And that to me is, it hurts me. And I, I'm definitely a culprit of it, but it hurts when I see it coming from somebody else so consistently. It's like, we've never even thought 
about what the other side looks like. We just we just sit in our own misery for so long, and to be and to do that, man, when you lose the body fat and you get the body you want, and that's the only thing you've been thinking about, you're gonna completely miss what you've achieved. If you're not looking for your achievements, you're gonna miss all the great things that you've done. Cause then it's like, now what? Right. I've seen it time and time again. It's actually why we've come up with this and why we've developed the system that we have is because we've seen it. People lose all kinds of weight, get off their diabetic medication. Their doctors are telling them whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And they are still not satisfied with who they are as a person, what they're doing. And we have to be able to celebrate those things. Yes, we have to take the next step, but we have to celebrate what we've achieved and then go celebrate the next thing. That is so great. Yeah, it's very important. Y- you know, um, in basically for the people that don't know our relationship, you were fundamentally important for my life in that a group of us opened a facility, a fitness facility called Project Move. And you were the general manager for a, an extended period of time towards the end of my relationship there. And then mm-hmm. we sent, sold that to a, a fantastic new uh, new owner well relatively new yeah and um dan has been great i know he's such a good dude and, and you guys have got a lot going on and so one of the things that i found incredible as you were you know you had the reins of of our company at that time was your philosophy on i believe it's seven fundamental movements that right. every human goes through their patterns of movement can you Correct. just without going too deep scientifically can you just kind of hit those so that the listeners yeah can understand how, what they are and how they might apply to their daily life. Totally. So the seven primal movement patterns, we've got squat, hinge, push and pull of the shoulder. Uh, We've got gait, rotation, and then we've been throwing in some carry in there as well. So all of these movements, oh, and lunge. So there's kind of an eighth that we've been playing with, which is a carry. So all of these movements are things that we achieve as human beings on a day-to-day basis. These are also things where we see consistent injury in when performed at a very minimal, low-intensity level. Me picking up something off the ground, which we would classify as a hinge. Me getting up off the toilet, which we would classify as a squat. Uh, Me grabbing a glass out of my counter, which we would classify as a push and pull in an overhead position. So all of these things are very important for us as human beings to be able to achieve and be comfortable with and knowledgeable of to know how to stretch, mobilize, strengthen, even just utilize throughout our day-to-day lives. And what we see all the time are people getting injured because we are very unaware of the correct either ranges of motion, strengthening patterns, things that we're doing. We're just kind of haphazardly living our lives. Our desks don't help very much. Our inactivity doesn't help very much, right? So there are definitely other factors in there. But if we can just teach the fundamentals of human movement patterning, then people are empowered to do whatever fitness suits them. So is it is it a matter, Will, in your estimation, if someone has never been to a trainer mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily want to go to a trainer, mm-hmm. a lot of people will pick up a program, right? And, Correct. And so, you know, I've been training for decades and literally until meeting you and the group of folks that we hung out with, it wasn't, even as a, a treating provider with a sports injuries diplomate, mm-hmm. I didn't look at things from that perspective. It was a lot more about cardio versus chest, versus back, versus bias, and not an integration of movement patterns. That's only come within the last 10 years for me. So that's pretty new. And if someone's hearing this for the first time, is your, would your recommendation be before you get fit, learn to move right in these basic patterns and then add 
either load or intensity on top of it? Or, or how would you go about that from a, a building block basis? I would definitely say from my personal opinion, I would say definitely learn the fundamentals of movement. This is a conversation that I'm having consistently every day, not only with my leaders, but also our coaches and then also with our clients. To get started is important, right? Momentum gains. What I've noticed is that people, once momentum starts gaining, if you're doing the typical back, arms, legs, people get bored. They look for the next thing. And if you're going to look for the next thing, the next thing you need to start looking for is this integration of dynamic movement patterns or the fundamentals to make them more dynamic. Let's make ourselves a better mover, better movers. Once we've done that, then we can start, like you said, adding load and intensity to those things. So give some examples of those because, again, it makes sense yeah. to me, but if the other listeners aren't quite as up to speed to all that vernacular that you just went through. Give, sure. give some examples on how you might incorporate basic fundamental movements mm -hmm. in daily life and make that something that either gets your heart rate up or increases your strength a little bit to prepare you for the next level of intensity. Totally. So what we're looking at, the biggest one I see would be across the board because of the life that we live would definitely be the squat, right? In the squat, it's something that is super helpful for the back, for the knees, for the ankles, all sorts of things when we get into full flexion, deep squat. You know, they call it like the third world squat, just kind of toiling on the ground like that. But we see it standing up out of a chair, getting out of our cars, sitting on the toilet, which we all do hopefully daily, right? Um, and all those things are going to be important. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to be doing it incorrectly because the minute we go to the gym and start adding load onto that, then we start seeing pain and injuries, right? Or maybe we loaded the improper squat, whether someone's shifting or they're squatting on their toes or doing something like that, then they go to their normal everyday life, then they're injured again, right? It's the continuous repetition poor repetition of this fundamental movement that actually ends up breaking down the body that we see. So just being, this is why I think it's so important for somebody to start here is to just be aware how you're squatting into your chair and then getting back up or sitting on the toilet or getting back up or how you're picking something up just to know what that needs to look and feel like will completely change everybody's life. My first session with every person it's called the second session because after the first session, I teach them these kind of fundamental things, right? Second session, they come back. They say, I was thinking about it all day. I was creating torque as I was going up the stairs. I was thinking about keeping my core tight, my rib cage down. What we like to say is once you know, you can't unknow. So just learn it. And it's really easy to learn. It seems overwhelming at first. Give it, man, less than a month. These things just start clicking. The body knows how to move. The body wants to move. What I've noticed that people are really surprised once they know the fundamentals of how well, how much stronger they are, how well they can move, how much better overall that they feel. It's really, it's really an amazing practice. So that I don't forget about this later in the show, share with people on, you know, I mean, obviously they can get a hold of you in some way. We'll get to that at the end, but is there, if they understand what you're saying, but they don't understand the why behind it and they are totally. in Wisconsin. Yeah. They can't necessarily reach out to you. Is, mm -hmm. is there something, a way that they can find out how to do some of these things totally. correctly? Yeah. So actually, uh, you can go to the Project Move website. So we are now building a library of movement. Once you go to the Project Move website, it'll deviate you to our uh, YouTube page. And you, we've got all the fundamental movements broken down. There. Excellent. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, so it's, that's it's awesome. That's great. It's something new that we've implemented. It might not all be there, but there are definitely pieces. Other people I would recommend. I mean, the first person that I looked at, uh, Dr. Kelly Sturette, The Supple Leopard. He will, That's a fantastic book, by oh, the way. Man, That's one of my amazing. stables, my go-tos. <sighs> Have to. I No matter what, it's what I show people. 
it's really where we base it a lot of our fundamental principles on. It was really where we came up with a lot of our ideas. He has been, whether he knows it or not, he has actually been a great mentor towards us through a lot of the information that he puts out there. So he's got desk bound, he's got the supple leopard. Now he's got something new that he's called the ready state. That's amazing. But all of this information was cultivated and evolved upon from his research and his work in his field. So. You know, go, going back to that, I think that's a really good segue to say, I've known a boatload of trainers because mm -hmm. again, being in practice for 20 years uh, as a chiropractor and a sports injuries diplomate, treating all these different level athletes, trainers come with all that. Right. And the new level of trainer, you are at the the leading edge of what I think makes a really quality trainer versus someone just to put on muscle or try to get you lean. It's really about make you functional. What was your inspiration for taking that approach versus just saying, Hey, we're going to help you lose weight and, or we're going to help you put on muscle. You've made this connection. What was your inspiration for doing that? And besides Kelly Sturette, were there any other critically important um, mentors for you? Totally. And, and thank you. I appreciate the kind words there. Um, it's definitely what we strive for. Uh, Honestly, I am, to think back that far and to think what was kind of the leading inspiration was that I was, I was an injured athlete, right? I was somebody who wanted to perform. I was lifting with a belt. I was doing all the things that I thought were right. But when I met my fiance and previous business partner and previous mentor, I thought I was strong, you know, deadlifting twice my weight, all that kind of stuff with a belt. And she showed me the proper way to deadlift, right? What it actually takes, creating proper amounts of tension, a good hinge, all that kind of stuff. 95 pounds on the bar, sweating bullets. I, I hadn't even lifted the bar yet, and I was shaking. It was hard. And what I realized is that, oh, my God, I don't know anything about movement. She was the only one at the time at 24-Hour Fitness that was actually teaching functional movement because she was the head trainer she at 24 right trainer. that's right that's right and she was the highest seller and it was like why and the reason why was because she was good at what she did she actually gave people she empowered people she wasn't just like here lift this barbell and then go on her phone and then okay yeah go ahead and do some curls there it was let's make you better at your life right and so after she honestly it just embarrassed me a little bit i avoided <laughs> it for a couple of days because it it really what the information she gave me kind of flipped what i had just learned i had literally just got out of my certification and i was starting into this new life and everything she was telling me was actually kind of combating what i had just learned so i didn't know how to deal with it avoided her for a couple of days and came back to her and i was like hey the information you just gave me kind of just messed me up she looked at me and she goes i know walks away and I was like, what was that? What was that? She came back with the book. She came back with Supple Leopard. And she said, read this, and then we'll have more conversation. I left that whole day. I watched, um, he used to do his daily movement videos, Mobility Wad. I watched number one to, I don't know, maybe like number 100. Watched them all day, <laughs> watched his first certs. And then I was like, okay, I want to get into this life. Teach me. So then she was already had been doing it for so long. So I followed her. She showed me the ins and outs. And then from there, it exploded. I mean, there's so much good information out there. We are in the world of information right now. We don't honestly, to have as much knowledge as I have, you don't have to pay for it. It is all out there. You just have to look. And so obviously in, the, in my field, I paid for it when got my certifications, started looking at the ones that not everybody was looking at. And I realized that 
these this new information is where the industry is headed because this is what people actually want. Absolutely. Right. And speaking of that, I know at Project Move, one of the big things down there is is hosting these advanced educational right. certs. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I was a part of it, we would have world-class speakers in the area of health, fitness, movement, and they would come and, and they would use our space to host these events. And I know that you've gone to a lot of those and a big um, emphasis for those recently has been the neuro- neurological or the neurology yes. piece yes. of movement, fitness, wellness, and all that. And mm-hmm. I know that was a big part of your training. What is what does the brain and the nervous system have to do with how someone functions at every level from, from, from your perspective okay. as a trainer, now not yeah. a doctor or yeah. anything like that, but you know, totally that's, that's definitely a rabbit hole all on its own. Um, this is something that I'm very new to that. We actually have somebody in our facility. Uh, her name is Aaron. She works with neurotrains, which is Z health, pretty amazing stuff. So the information that I have is kind of on the bottom end of the scale. I'm like, I'm just grazing the ice off the top of the berg here. Um, but the the integration of the brain and how we move is it's so intertwined and interconnected like i told you we saw this before now they're actually able to put science behind how the brain is actually affecting our movement patterns one of the most profound things that i've learned recently um, from actually the rock tape movement specialist course was how the human body perceives threat in an environment and how it can actually pull back so, so if, give an example. So if I've been injured, let's say I'm a CrossFitter, right? And I've been injured in a CrossFit gym because I was doing snatches, right? And I blew my shoulder out and hurt my back, right? The body immediately remembers that. And that environment, the smell, what was going on, the loud music, the barbells clanging. Let's say it was a really long road to recovery and it really kind of ate away at me kind of mentally, right? When I was ready to go back to that gym, I walk into the gym and I hear those barbells clanging without any kind of conscious thought, the subconscious mind is going to feel threatened. And when we feel threatened, the body kind of pulls back and gets tight, right? We've all seen the kind of clinch when we hear a loud noise trying to protect itself. So what happens is that person we've seen, which is really interesting because I had to test this myself. We've seen the people that have been injured in gyms. I see them lose range of motion almost immediately when I put them on the floor. If I have them do a squat in, you know, the kitchen or the lobby, they can get a little bit more depth out of it. I had this lady who she's been doing Orange Theory Fitness for a really long time. They weren't allowing her to squat to a depth. So when she got into that environment, loud music, really hype, she felt very uncomfortable. The minute I was able to pull her into a very more controlled, quiet environment without doing anything, no mobility, no cues, nothing, she was able to gain another three to six inches off of her squat depth wow. just by changing So the brain didn't didn't um, get the perceived threat, and so exactly. it let the body go. You know, there's exactly. a that's a, a thing that I used to tell patients all the time is the brain is understanding where it is in space and time called right. proprioception, mm-hmm. and it's also having this memory, and so... Mm-hmm if we can do something to mask its memory, then it will perform. And then if we have it perform good under new environmental conditions, now all of a sudden you get a lot better shot at taking it back into where it was a little more hostile, Mm -hmm. where it goes, okay, I've got new patterns now. Is that what you're basically what you're saying? So one of, so we've got core principles and one of the, our newest principle that I've, that I've developed is I didn't develop it. It was just obvious, right? Um, and a lot of people are using it as variability. 
the more variability that we can have, that we can feel comfortable with in a controlled environment, the better that we are at adapting to new environments. And variability simply means doing different movements, different changing things. Exactly. Yeah, changing it up. So it's exactly. not always back, buys, tries. That's and right. it's- Or back squat, front squat, overhead squat, right? Right. It's squat with your toes out. Squat with your toes on the ground, right? Just your heels up. Squat with a weight in front of you. Squat with one weight overhead. Try all, I mean- what has happened recently is that fitness has put us into a box it said this is how you have to move that is not right we as human beings i mean if you just pay attention to the way that you move during the day we move in weird crazy ways we can be fit and also those are variabilities right we should be able to squat with our knees in not under immense loads right like don't try that if you're going for your one rep max, right? But I should be able to squat down body weight with my knees facing in, toes out, toes in, in whatever direction. These variabilities will cause the nervous system to say, oh, you move well, I'll trust you. I'll give you more strength. I'll give you more flexibility. We see the nervous system either giving or taking away a lot of our strength and a lot of our flexibility because it just doesn't trust how we move. Maybe it's a previous injury. Maybe it's just the environment, right? But changing it up, varying movement will consistently make us better in a controlled gym, high intensity environment. So is there any way, I mean, that is, so, we could go down an incredible- So far. Thing. We could do a <laughs> seminar on this we at this really point, right? Could. We really could, So yes. let me ask you this, because so many people are in the position where due to old sports injuries or their weekend warriors, or they sit a lot at work and they have- you know, some, some chronic syndromes or right. they type on a computer, they have all these little injuries or even major injuries. Is there a way, whether they're under care or not, is there a way for them to start approaching this, this mentality of fitness in a way that makes sense from, you know, we've talked about the squat, but again, mm -hmm. there's push, pull, there's right. carry, there's all the other, these primal right. movements to incorporate the nervous system and that kind of thing is, is there ways that they should look at that if they've had an injury? Obviously they should see someone who's qualified to get an assessment, someone sure. like yourself or a trainer kind of like you, mm -hmm. uh, which we're gonna have to get to by the way, as totally. we kind of come towards the end of this is how do people find someone like you if they're not here, what do they look for? Right. But what would they do to make sure they're bringing variability into their world without bringing in too much variability that's gonna lead to an increased injury? Totally. So scale is always the easiest way. So scaling, meaning lower the intensity, lower the loads. Something that I've been practicing recently with some of my newer clients, newer members is more of a pure, what we refer to would be gymnastics, but it's more body weight, pure body weight stuff, right? We're not going to touch weights until I know that you can move your body around, mm -hmm. right? Awesome thing about that is, especially with kind of where the world's heading, we're a little heavier. If you can move your body around, you can move weight around, right? The minute you get thinner, you're still just as strong to move that weight around. So using body weight movements and bearing them, there's so many cool things you can do. Again, like I said, with the squat, with a hinge, you can grab like a PVC pipe or something. You can just hinge a bunch of different times, right? They're lunging, running, being able to do different kinds of pull-ups and push-ups from the wall, from the ground, single arm, you know, we can do like an offset where one hand's on a ball. We can do all kinds of different things that change our movement. When we can move our body around, the body or the mind, the nervous system will start to trust us to move loads. Right? Where, do, where do they find those kind of things if they want to look at that? Is there someplace awesome. they can go to, to look at those resources? Totally. So there's, they're all out there. Honestly, go to YouTube, type in what you're looking for, pull up, push up squat. And would you type in variant or? You can type in variability. That's definitely what I type when I'm looking for my stuff. Uh, I type 
really basic, different pull-ups. And I, I mean, it's everywhere. There are huge names out in gymnastics that just like want you to be good at different kind of pull-ups, right? Um, now, now one thing real quick, I got to jump yeah, in there please. because um, because the internet is such an amazing thing. And you and I have talked about that a lot mm -hmm. on how to get messages out there through this incredible vehicle. It also opens up the possibility for people who don't have the education, the skill set, and maybe right. they're just big or mm -hmm. maybe they're just fit and they're throwing stuff out that like you as an elite athlete, mm -hmm. right? A, a collegiate quality wrestler, you couldn't, you weren't deadlifting correctly. So right. there's people showing plenty on how to do improper deadlifts. Yes. How, so how do you yes. sift through that to know on YouTube what's good, what's not? Well, that's a tough one. It depends on where you are starting. If you are starting from the very beginning, scaled movements really, I mean, staying basic is going to be the important part of that, right? So fundamental movement patterns and learning that squat, hinge, push, pull, lunge, gate, all that stuff. Learning to do that just with body weight is already variability. When you're ready to take the next step, there is the whole world might open up. I would always recommend go, go at least talk to somebody. Well, we practice at Project Move. When you come in for an initial session, I'm not there to sell you. I'm there to actually teach you something so that you can go out into the world and empower yourself. And really what I'm teaching people are these basic things like torque and how the body creates strength and stability, how to keep and really how to stabilize the spine. It's awesome we have a core for a six pack, right? But it really is there to stabilize the spine, teaching these things. So as we're ready for the next step, once we've kind of sifted through the fundamentals and we're ready to add load or add intensity, I definitely recommend people go to a gym, right? Go somewhere where somebody can show them something. Also, again, there, what we can do too is I can give you a list and we can put links on for people that I trust in the movement world to great. where they can actually look for movements. That'll be great. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Um, one more piece before we kind of kind of bring it in for folks. Now we got to go down the rabbit hole that we started with, mm -hmm. and that is the emotional, mental, I don't even know if you want to call it spiritual side and how that connects right. to the health and the movement side. So can you just speak to that for a couple of minutes? So really what we've seen is that, like I was stating before, if we don't know where we're going, what we're seeking, what we're getting after, we completely miss it. And then it's just this kind of consistent bashing of self that lasts three to six months, right? We don't see those members ever come back. We know those members are headed down that road and we are consistently giving them different touches, calls, emails, whatever it's going to take to allow them to kind of open up and think about those things. If we aren't able to think about those things, if we're not willing to be vulnerable with ourselves, to be open with ourselves, knowing our own limitations, seeing what actually hurts us, then we're not able to take the next step. What about the fear of, of not realizing your potential? oh, I'm too this, I'm too heavy, mm -hmm. I'm too skinny, I'm too weak, I'm too busted up. What about those as limiting factors on the other totally, side of that? Totally, So one of the things that we practice too is actually if we can just give people a glimpse of their potential, just a little bit of sight, it complete, it blows those doors open, right? And I love seeing that. I love seeing the quick tinkle in somebody's eye when they do like their first pull-up or they're able to do a push-up that they never thought before. Or I tell them that, yeah, you were in that plank for 90 seconds and they're blown away, right? And it's like, we did very small, minimal things to get you there. And what they realize is that there is more inside of them than, and this is where it comes down to, there's more in all of us that we choose to actually give ourselves credit for. And part of my job is actually to open that door. Let me show you a little bit of your potential. Let me show you how much you can actually do here. And sometimes it's, you know, let's pick up 
over a hundred pounds off the ground. You can totally do that. And we're in a safe environment. I'm going to teach you how. And then people will keep coming back and keep wow. coming back. Yeah. And that, that layers nicely in with the nervous system, because totally. just like the, you talked about, if they were in an injury in a high uh, stimulant environment, they're going right. to remember that. The same mm-hmm. thing happens where once they gain confidence, at least what I've seen, once they gain confidence, then neurologically their brain says, I'm okay. So mm-hmm. there's a, a, a conscious and a subconscious connection between the the nervous system going, yeah, I'll let you do this and I'll help you grow through it. That's right. That's right. We call it time under tension too. So just practicing, can I stand here, flex 100% of my body and then relax, right? That is literally how we need to be picking up heavy weights. If we can do that, we're showing the nervous system like, look, I've got you taken care of. So that's the same thing is we keep putting in good reps and heavier loads and new patterns and and then celebrating those things, right? The body says, oh, I, I can do this. The mind says, I can do this and then gives it to the body. Look, we can do more and more and more. And it's a really amazing thing to see how these people just everyday people who didn't know what they could actually achieve with their body start to ask themselves, if I thought I couldn't do this and I can now, what else do I think that I can't do that I probably can, right? And then we see, oh man, that's a, that is a change of life there. That's really when people start to transform not only their bodies, but really transform their lives and become more and step into their potential. It's it's an amazing thing. I love that. Yeah. And, and you're a really enlightened guy as well as an enlightened trainer. What are some of the books, resources that you as a human now mm-hmm. um, could maybe share that people might want to check out just because I, I can feel your vibe like it's super, it's, it's just really cool, right? And other people Thank probably you. are feeling it on the phone or seeing it on or, you know, wherever they're listening or seeing mm-hmm. it on YouTube or whatnot. What would, uh, what, what kind of things are you into to help you have this mindset? Okay, so movement related, definitely uh, the supple leopard. Yep, great stuff. We already know of that. He's got another book, Ready to Run. If you're a runner, definitely recommend checking that out. Um, there are all kinds. I mean, to really break that down is kind of tough. I look at a lot of different sections, but those are the places that I would start for movement. Now, if we're looking on your spirit, like your yeah, if we're looking on the more mental side of things, a book that I've recently picked up and read that I think every person should read is actually The Second Mountain. Um, it's about how, where society kind of is, that we don't have anything as a unifying nation, if you will, and that we're not really resilient anymore. And it, it allows us to be able to view, it gives us ways to actually find something to commit to, something to make us a little bit stronger on the inside. If we're just leaves in the wind, then we will never strengthen our our process or move to the next thing will never become lead into our full potential because I'll try a little bit of this and I try a little bit of that and I try some of that, right? We actually have to solidify ourselves in our own morals, in our own beliefs. So find those first and then don't deviate. Like you can taste in order to find what you want, but once you find it, you got to jump in. Hold on. You have to, because there's, it's, it's really tough it was interesting. I didn't actually see this. It was something that I felt, something that I was aware of, but not consciously. This book was a lot, allowed me to give give it words, right? People aren't committing to anything. It's one of the big things that I think a lot of gyms run off of, commit, commit, commit. But it's like, what are you committing to? Commit to yourself, commit to your morals, commit to your beliefs, find what they are, and then commit to them, right? We got to quit looking like, oh, I can be anything and do anything. Yes, you can, but what is that going to be, right? Find it. 
Don't just like expect it to come. Start actively searching. And once it's found, hold on and don't let go. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, I one more that you guys shared with me, you and Elise actually shared with me that uh, I've read recently and I really liked was The Go-Giver. Mm. And it was, you know, it, it basically is a fundamental read about how to, and it was designed for people wanting to grow within a company mm. or to run their own company, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, you can use it across anything where it just yep. really speaks to how do you look out for the other guy? And by doing so in a, in a really um, fundamentally meaningful way, how it then drives your own welfare. So I would totally. add that to a list and thank you Huge. for giving me that because it was yeah. a, a fantastic read. Yeah. Uh, funny story with that book. Um, read the whole thing one day, right? Except for the last Yeah, chapter. very easy book. Very, very easy, easy book. read. Yep. Awesome stuff. Um, read the whole thing. I was blown away, loving every chapter, great stories. And then I didn't read the last chapter. Last chapter is what brings it all together, right? You remember. And it kind of messed me up for a little bit. It took me like three or four more days to actually get to that last chapter. And I was like, but this seems very selfish and like all this, right? Because it's like how much he's like kind of taking, right? Yeah. And then it brings it all together with the give and the acceptance. <laughs> you left the like, gift. Oh, you man. left the gift. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's the most important part. Probably should have finished the book. It was really good. Another person I'd recommend, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, fantastic. His research, man, his research on how we are actually affecting matter with thoughts blows me away. It's heavy. I it's not for the it's not for the light reader, yeah. but it is once you get into it, if you give it some time, it's an acquired taste, but it's, it's wonderful. It is all of his books, yeah. all of his information is amazing. Give yourself some time. If you want to sit down and really discover your potential, definitely listen to his stuff or read it or however you intake that information. It's I pretty love amazing. It. Yeah. I love it. So as we wind this up, tell the listeners and viewers um, about Project Move, mm -hmm. what it is, how it works, and then also how people can get a hold of you if they have questions. What what can they do? Because obviously the reach of this is going to go far and wide. And mm -hmm. if someone has deeper questions than other these, you know, 40 minutes or whatever we've been together, uh, I want them to be able to, to get to you. So why don't you just end up with that? Yeah. Yeah. So Project Move, we can always be found online, www.projectmove.com, um, all over social media, Project Move Colorado or Project Move CO. Uh, those are the best ways to get in contact with us. Like always, all of our numbers, all of that stuff is in there. Um, what Project Move is, is we are an achievement center, right? We are also, we are a gym for the basic end of things. What we do and how we differentiate is that we are not only looking at how the body is performing, but also how we are performing as human beings. So we are doing a lot of adventure training, right? A lot of us aren't, forget that life is amazing, right? And so why are we training? A lot of us, especially here in Colorado, and I'm sure in a lot of other states, they're training so they can go out and do fun stuff in their state, whether it's surfing, hiking, backpacking, whatever it is for them, we train so we can actually live longer to experience more. So at Project Move, we train for adventure. We just got done with a winter adventure training course. We took everybody on a snowshoeing adventure. Those who were willing to take on the ice climb also did an ice climb. That was tons of fun. We move into like survivalist training and things like that, giving people an outlet for their fitness, right? What is it that you love about fitness? Now let us give it to you. We also help not only help people to discover what they want most out of their fitness and what they want most out of their bodies, we also hold them accountable to it, right? At the end of the day, it's great that you know, but in three months when it's achieved, or, and when you're left asking yourself, okay, what next? You need a support system. Whether that's us or somebody else, what I've realized is not everybody knows how to do this or not everybody feels comfortable with it. So 
come to us. We will help you decide what your next step is. And that's, I don't care if it's with us or by yourself or with another gym. I care that that person sitting in front of me knows where they're going to head and what they need to do with their lives. So that's something we check in with all of our members with. We're consistently sending all that information out. And obviously we get fit, get sweaty and hang out, you know, like that's, that's why we get together. Right. But at the end of the day, it's so much more than that at our gym. So yeah, beautiful, beautiful community feel there. I've been back a couple of times uh, since we sold a, a while back and I just love the the vibe and what mm-hmm. you guys are doing. So thank you so much, Will, for joining me. Thank you, And Jim. for joining Appreciate all of us. Yeah. And you yeah. gave so much great information. Yeah. We could have gone so much deeper. But again, <laughs> for those of you wanting more, reach out, ask, and I'm sure those guys would be glad to help you. So, We're Will, thanks there. again, and uh, best of luck, my friend. Of course. Thank you, Jim. Right. I thanks, appreciate brother. you having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.